2: It's Riley Friday. It's the best day of the week for everyone on Earth. The moment you get to see Riley Davis's face on the other end of a Zoom call, I wish all of our listeners could experience that at one point. Honestly, could we book like individual Riley Friday sessions? Riley, are you willing to use your time like that?
0: You mean to just like hop on Zoom calls with members of the Discord, or yeah, like, like I a...
2: just I feel like people should be able to sign up for five minutes with Riley. Yeah, a like a little
0: meet and greet. I'd be up for that. Okay, only if Fam signs up. I need Fam to be the first to sign up. Fam is my freaking guy. That dude's always he he shows mad love on Twitter. He gives me lots of likes. It's very very good for the ego. Always lets me know when he bet on bets on UNC. Uh, good vibes from him. I want him number one on the sign up list.
2: We love fam. Cart, how are you feeling today?
1: Disrespectful, though. It's Bluffs Friday.
2: It's still Riley Friday
1: at at its Mm -hmm. core, sort Mm -hmm. of interchangeable. Yeah, true. Yeah. I guess I, I gotta
2: I, I
0: gotta hold it down for the Riley's because Riley Kugel has not been Bluffs Kugel. Riley Patterson has not been Bluffs Patterson. Y'all y'all cut him your team cut him like it I, going into this year. I was like, man, there's a lot of Riley's both in the football and basketball spaces and none of them have really come through. So uh, I'm still holding it down like in the podcasting it sphere. Is.
2: You are. It's very true. Uh, Your efforts are not unnoticed, my friends. Hey, this should be a fun episode. Riley actually pre-sent us some of his topics for one of the first times ever. So uh, I can say, honestly, I think these are some great topics today. Let's start with
1: your YouTube comment of the day. Cart, what do you got? I have two um, in honor of Riley Friday. And I picked two because since we have Riley, there is a North Carolina comment. Um, in our comments, so I figure that should be read. Uh, start this off. It comes from Scut Supreme. North Carolina had the biggest scam going in college athletics history. Fake degrees for play. They are a ruined brand forever. Three of their titles are fake. Had they not stirred the sackless NCAA, they would have had all of them stripped. Riley, your thoughts. One, we didn't come here
0: to play school. Cardale Jones taught us that in 2014. Two, Saying three titles don't count is what someone says who doesn't have any titles. So scut whoever I'm sorry you hate UNC. It's fine if you want to let your hate fuel you. You want to thrive on that, whatever. But keep the disrespect on my program out of your mouth. And it's also grow up. It's it's 2024. We don't play school. Talking about Ooh. academics is like who who's cared about academics since like the eighties? Come on. Not now. Doug
1: McDaniel. Not me. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Not me
2: uh yeah i I can't wait to go say thank you to doug mcdaniel for his service failing his classes tonight in person and say goodbye it's gonna be lovely uh card i've been thinking more about doug by the way am i allowed to kiss him no what like a a hug's okay though right
1: yeah a hug is okay kiss it's like a little
2: just like a quick cheek kiss on the way out
1: though absolutely not and let me read my second comment to get away from whatever is going through your head right now you need you need some assistance uh this comes from hot dangers he says clone carter keep the energy and the vibes and get better basketball takes (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) i need that
2: it's going in the notes that kind of seems like some actual like destructive criticism
1: like are you taking that to heart I'm taking everything to heart this year. That's one of the, that's one of my resolutions. Get better basketball takes. No, I'm just, I'm taking everything to heart. Ah. Like don't like, if you ever, if someone ever says something to me, like someone had like a rant against me for 20 minutes saying the meanest thing in, in their character. And then someone comes up to me like, Hey, he's just a bad person. Like he's just, he's a fiery guy. Don't take it to heart. I'm taking everything to heart the (laughs) whole rest of the year. And I'm taking notes as well. And keeping the receipts. That's what I've heard from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said
2: that's one of my resolutions. Do you want to share some other resolutions? Because the only resolution I've heard from you is that you're taking everything to heart.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm doing like a one resolution a year type thing. When you do like multiple, you just set yourself up for failure. I did one resolution. I'm just going to focus on that. So when you said one of my resolutions, that was the resolution, the
2: resolution.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, all right, noted Uh. All right, <laughs> fun start to the show today Let's move to the Discord There's a link to join the Discord in the description of this video Uh. We are, are over 100 people in there Community is rocking right now We just did a ticket giveaway yesterday Every single month we give away two tickets to a sporting event Of your choice It's the number one way to support the show And you can talk to people like Fam, like Riley Davis' favorite in there We actually have a good number of comments today So I'll try and fly through these Uh. It seems like people got the, the Christmas rust off In the comment section, now people are ready again Uh, this one comes from malik perry he says if purdue and illinois both teams at their best i would bet on illinois faithfully greg watch the fears jokes especially since doug can't pass study hall no comment on the second part of that on the first part of that riley if purdue and illinois both play their best purdue wins the game right yes card agree i agree yeah i agree Okay, I agree, too. Uh, we have a whole Purdue-Illinois preview going up on the channel right now. From Travis Nelson, he says, Going along with you guys, but my MSU New Year's resolution is for Xavier Booker to not enter the portal. Any thought, thoughts, Cart? Uh, Yeah, he'll be there. <laughs> Just done deal? Yeah, he's there. Got it. Okay. Uh, there, did you see there was like a little Izzo press conference moment this week? Yeah. I did, did you see that. did you take that to mean that he he basically alluded someone may not be there and people didn't know if that was an injury or if that was a
1: someone's out comment? See, we're way too focused on Izzo's press conference. There's only one thing you need to look at: Xavier Booker. A little over two weeks ago, signed with Clutch. The minute he signed that pen to that paper, he was in the portal. Mm, okay, he's gone. He's gone. Uh,
2: Riley, would you take Xavier Booker at North Carolina next year?
0: Uh, I probably just based on like in a vacuum talent wise. Yes. But based on like how UNC's roster will shape up next year, I think eh, the heels will need more of a rim protector, rim runner than like a finesse big who can hit threes. Like we already have that in Jalen Washington.
2: Oh, like more of a, like a good player then that okay all right just notes again keep receipts. uh michael johnson says if fau goes undefeated from this point what seed did they get i think they are really good but those two losses should really hurt riley what seed would fau be if they run the table
0: Uh, i mean they have that big non-conference win over arizona which is going to carry a lot of weight for their seed line i think uh it seems like in recent years the, the committee doesn't care that much about bad losses as long as you have good wins so, uh, I'm assuming they play Memphis twice. If they get Memphis – if they pick off Memphis at Memphis, have that Arizona win, and their only bad losses are, like, their two Q3s, like, the committee will probably neglect those and give them, like, a
1: four or five seat. probably. That's where I was at. Yeah. Feels like a four to me, Cart. Could it get to a three if that becomes them beating Memphis three times? Yeah, I think that would hurt Memphis more.
0: Isn't the uh, the American Championships usually on like a sun is on selection Sunday and the committee for some reason like stops paying attention on Friday night.
1: Well cuz cuz in hi- cuz in recent history it's Houston and they were already a one seed before they even stepped into that month so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the Big
2: 10 move though too. People seem to not really like they have the bracket already made by the time the Big 10 right. Championship gets wrapped up. It's really stupid, but uh yeah, I feel like four four feels right if they actually ran the table and had like 24 straight wins coming into March, mm-hmm. then they'd be at least a four. Um, yeah, I mean,
0: A&M on a neutral, VT on a neutral. Those will probably be Q1. You have Arizona Q1. Then you probably look at two Memphis wins would be uh, – get them to five Q1 wins, and maybe like at North Texas would end up being one. So, yeah, that, I think that would be good enough for uh,
2: four or five. That yeah. sounds right. That sounds right for sure. Uh, question from Fino's Burner, one of our resident Indiana fans. He says, what's your guys' take on any time – where is productive the rest of indiana's roster struggles let's go to our race
1: thompson jersey t guy himself carter elliott i don't think that Kloe wears production has anything to do with other players struggling i just think that those other players would struggle on any basketball court you put them on because that's just who they are i think i really disagree with that like Malik- I, I think i think xavier johnson and trey galloway are just who they are but Malik Renew is like
2: pretty clearly a worse player when Khalil Ware is the best player on Indiana.
1: That's very, well, that also, yeah. Okay. I guess that goes against it. That's not Malik Renew's fault. Right. That's Mike, that's Mike Woodson's fault. Okay. Riley, any thoughts?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it, it. we've said it all year. It comes down to the roster construction. I think it's why it looks that way. Um It doesn't, does it still seem like to you Carter? This is something we talked about probably back in September, October, uh, actually, I guess it would have been closer to November because it was once the season started. But I think your thought process at the time was Kaleo Ware doesn't seem super concerned about the rest of the team so long as he's getting his 20. Like it seemed like he's kind of moved away from that a little bit and, and it seems more engaged. But what do you, what's your assessment
1: of that and where he's at I, as far as? I've actually been like just Kaleo Ware by himself. I've been extremely impressed because I was mm-hmm. one of the ones that was down on him coming into the season and saying that he couldn't do anything against a non folding chair. And that's just not the case. He's extremely talented. I think he's been engaged in every single game. There was like a couple minutes of a, a game here or there where he was ago. But at the same time, like college basketball player, young kid, he's I think he's going to have those moments. You got to accept that in the, yeah. in the state yeah. of college basketball. But for the most part, I think he's been very engaged. He's played extremely good basketball and he's been Indiana's best player like easily. And he's been playing at all Big Ten level. I don't think anything that he is doing necessarily like his production has anything to do with the fact that they weren't able to get a win against Nebraska or have been struggling. Mm
2: -hmm. I think I just disagree, uh, which is perfectly fine. We have different outlooks on this, but I, I think there are players who uh, when, when they play their best, they actively don't make anyone else on the team better. And you're right. Like I guess we, we shouldn't blame where for being that, But at the same time, that is who he is. That's who he has always been. If your offense is trying to get Khalil Ware 24 points in a game, it's one of those situations where everybody else is kind of just standing around watching. This offense looked significantly better to me when Ware was not on this team. And, yes, the the opponents they played were bad, but – Renault is not a guy who is just out to get his 20. Renault is a guy who will get other people involved. He has some mm-hmm. passing to him. He scores within the offense, not he scores to score. I don't even think Ware scores within the offense. Sometimes he does, but Ware is the offense and everybody else watches and it sucks.
1: So you are so you're telling me that my Malik Renault, best player on Indiana, take, can hold a little bit of weight?
2: Yeah. Well, where's the most talented? Renault's by far the best. Like, Renew's numbers that we still don't know if it's Renew or Renault. Renault's one game, uh the one game where he had like thirty-five and ten and four or whatever it was, was just like, Holy shit, Khalil Ware could never do this. Like and that's that that was like substantial numbers it wasn't just empty numbers where's numbers are great they're very empty numbers to me um and i don't know what you do with that because like if where if where's going to be here two years from now you live with this and you develop him and you grow through it if where's just like set on i'm entering the draft no matter what in two months Mm -hmm. what are you doing like aren't you kind of bryce sensibawing this whereas like Renew's going to be here two more years so i would build around renew and if that means where takes a hit a little bit we'll see what happens um, Guy says, can I get a State of the Union on my Nebraska Cornhuskers? Said they would be a scrappy 10-seed, if I recall. We clowned Guy for this take. Uh, Guy could not have been more dead on, it seems. Nebraska seems headed for a scrappy 10-seed card.
1: Yeah, I'm not giving Guy uh, his shine. I'm, Guy's on probation for two weeks. Uh, Guy sent me a Christmas gift, and he claims that he sent the wrong size, but I'm taking it once again. Once again, I'm taking everything to heart. He sent me a 3XL basketball jersey. <laughs>
0: that is mad disrespectful three (laughs) XL
1: do you want to speak to the player the team or maybe show the jersey Uh, the jersey's upstairs so I'm not going to go get it but it's a Boise State Max Rice jersey which I love Max Rice love Boise State but the fact that I got sent a 3x jersey once again I'm taking it I'm taking that to heart he said it was an accident not by it might be an accident but I don't care because I'm taking everything to heart
0: Look, so- the last time we were on this podcast together, we talked about Carter as a high school edge rusher. I don't think people know that he was he was a, a demon coming off the edge. Uh, <laughs> just because he's a defensive end doesn't mean he wears a three XL. I, I when I hear three XL, I think of the fat dude and remember the Titans who was crying, telling uh, Denzel Washington he was going to college. Like that dude wears three XLs. Facts. Yeah. Get get the Brody a single XL unless.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't Ruben Stutter with a microphone.
1: That's crazy.
2: I mean, you Sorry. don't, you don't see for any. for
0: 2024. Sorry for 2024. <laughs> you
2: don't see any comparison between like you're Ruben, I'm Clay Aiken?
1: Uh, that's just a bad look for both of
2: us. Riley's Ryan Seacrest? Okay, that's that's way too accurate. It's kind of working right now, is it not? We could have a nice little duet. That's all I'm saying uh so you also apparently know guy the little sweetheart that he is uh the handsome devil that he is also like let me not call him a sweetheart guy's got some shit to his game uh guy sent me a gift as well which i believe is a jersey he won't tell me who it is right now all i know is that the player was born in sweden and that it's not a high major player because guy would never stoop so low as to send a jersey of a high major player that's what he said his words carter knows who it is carter do you want to tell me who it is live on
1: the show no, I will not tell you. Can I do like a quick five
2: questions, like 20 questions, but
1: impromptu? Nope. I swore to secrecy that I would not tell. Is it because you're
2: scared that like if I get you in a mental trap, you'll end up revealing it here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Am I going to like it? Mm-hmm. You sure?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. All right. We'll see who it is. Uh, moving on. Clean Cut J. Rutt says... Tominaga brings this thought to mind who is the most annoying player in the conference when your team plays him, but your favorite, when you don't Tominaga has torched Purdue in his career, but I love seeing him clutch against other teams. That's a really fun question. Cart. Who do you think?
1: The first player that came to mind was Stauskas. I love Stauskas. Like he was, he was fun. He was cooking. He's always great to watch. I just hate it when, like, obviously he played against Michigan State because he was so good. But, like, any other team I was watching him with, I loved him. Yeah, it's a good one. Riley?
0: Do I got to say Big Ten or ACC?
2: You can do ACC.
0: Uh, Looking at the ACC, one comes to mind is Xavier Rattan-Mays when he was at Florida State. Uh, That's a good one uh he was so fun to watch when he was on but he had a couple big like 30 point games against UNC um sneaky pick would be like Kai Bowman from Boston College did you ever watch him
1: I do he did he got drafted uh by the Warriors right
0: yeah he did he had his he had a stint in the NBA that dude was a freaking hooper was like a former I think I think he was recruited by UNC to play football there and chose basketball and just was a bucket with nothing around him
1: Yeah. Also I I made, I made a, a huge mistake, Gregory Stauskas is a good answer, but there's also only one answer for this for me. It's, it's Budarius. Yeah. It's the the Spartan killer, like the, the Spartan killer. Yeah. Never want to see that man. He has, but but I love you.
2: Yeah. I think my honest answer to this question is a coach, not a player. It's Brad Underwood. Like I just, he, he, I've never beaten him. Literally. Michigan has never beaten him, but I love Brad teams when they're not playing Michigan. Um, Player-wise, I, I think I actually do a pretty good job of not, like, hating. Like, if a player that I love kills my team, I'm usually like, damn, that was cool more than I am, like, pissed about it. Um, the only one that I remember being really pissed about was Rocket Watts. But I wouldn't even say I loved watching Rocket Watts elsewhere. Just that that game that Rocket Watts beat Michigan because he had 25 was like, this dude's not capable of this at all. Why did this happen? It doesn't make sense to me. I uh, still don't get it. Uh, it, uh, clean cut J. ruts has answers. Pretty good answers here. Michigan Xavier Simpson, Michigan State Kalen Lucas, Ohio State David Lighty. Nobody from Indiana. Notable, he's a Purdue <laughs> fan. He has nobody from Indiana and uh Chester Frazier from Illinois. All really, really good answers. Um, Travis Nelson has the next question. He says, "I know you've touched on this more than enough, but I'm sick of Mick Cronin's post game comments." He blames everybody but himself. Also, Woodson saying the guards were awful against Nebraska is rich. If only that was a red flag coming in for this poorly constructed team. Riley, uh, any thoughts on coaches blaming their players at press conferences?
0: I'm going to tease that and say it'll fit into one of our topics later.
2: Mm, Fun. I like this. Okay, Travis Nelson has a thought on our bet, Carter. He says, no doubt that if Carter loses a bet, having to wear a Michigan shirt is awful for him. With your mutant fandom, Greg, at any level, what team would be the most agonizing for you to have to wear a shirt of? Um
1: I guess Ohio State. I guess. Why do I want to say like it'd be anything like it'd be Todd Golden's polo? Yeah. Yeah. Or just a, a shirt
2: with a picture of Todd Golden himself would be.
1: A Flor a Florida coach's polo. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I don't know. That's the like I have an Ohio State jersey that I wear often, and like that would be the team that I would hate wearing. So I don't know, or like a pro team. Like you'll never catch me in like Packers gear.
1: That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's uh, probably that. Yeah, you definitely won't catch me in Michigan gear though.
2: Well, I mean, if JJ throws for five hundred yards, we will. Riley, did you hear our cookie bet yet?
0: Uh, I saw that the title of Chips Ahoy fifty. What was it?
2: Fifty Chips Ahoy. So if uh, if Michigan beats Washington, Carter has to eat a Chips Ahoy cookie for every yard that JJ McCarthy throws for, which could be like 200, could be 150, could be 300. Um, he has 24 hours to do so, and then if he doesn't finish the number in 24 hours, however many cookies are left, he has to wear a Michigan shirt for that many days following. Wow, the challenge.
0: yeah, you're not a Chips Ahoy fan, are you, Carter? No. I'm very much on team chips team Chips Ahoy. I love Chips Ahoy. Chips they Ahoy slap. smack. They, they Do you like
1: still Dude. eat Chips Ahoy to this day, like in the year of twenty twenty four of our Lord? I mean, if
0: someone put a container of Chips Ahoy out at a party, I'm housing at least eight of them.
2: What's your go to, Riley? What 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 type are we talking? Are we talking the chunky brown bag? Are we talking the original oh, blues. Man.
0: So the original blues are tough to beat, just because like the the wrapper is so classic. Mm-hmm. Blues, obviously, my favorite color, and something about like the, that that wrapper calls me in. I love the chewy ones as well. Um, honestly, you ever had the brownie filled Chips Ahoy? No, they're like chewy, but they have a brownie core. Really good. Highly recommend. Sure,
2: sure.
1: Carl, you seem disgusted by this conversation. I didn't know that was. I'm just saying that sounds like a good Chips Ahoy, but because I honestly, the only ones that are edible to me are the chewy ones. Like the other ones are just awful.
2: Yeah, tough on the outside, soft on the inside. That's your thing, Cart. Yep, to heart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Leo, a couple more quick ones. Leo says thoughts on Indiana's play so far with such high touted recruits. I know every big recruit doesn't pan out, but is Woodson flirting with the hot seat if he finishes below 500 in the Big Ten? Cart, can I pull rank here? Yes. We did have this conversation on our Purdue or uh, sorry, our Indiana recap from the Nebraska game that's going up on the channel right now. So uh, rather than be slightly redundant with an answer to that we we very pointedly discussed it already, Leo. great question. Uh, go watch that video. Indiana Nebraska recap. It's up on the channel now. Fletcher Talmage says, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Let me know how to pronounce that. um oh, he scratched out his comment. He had a comment about Miami dismantling Clemson without Wooga Poplar and asking, uh, are, are we saying that Clemson is imposters or not? And then he scratched it out and said, I unfortunately had not visited the YouTube yet. Saw you did a review. Instead, I'll ask, what is your favorite college mascots and why is that your favorite mascot? Riley, who's your favorite college mascot?
0: Oh, man, I love. I actually love the Sebastian, the seagull at Miami. Staying on topic. I've always liked that seagull. Something about it I just think is, is cool. Is that
1: a seagull or is that a toucan?
0: I think it's a seagull.
1: Okay. You're probably right. But for some reason, I thought it was a toucan. Let's see.
0: uh... Oh, he's an ibis. He's an anthropomorphic white ibis with the Miami Hurricanes football jersey number zero. Ibis or ibis?
1: Uh, That's intriguing. I don't even know where to go from there. I think my favorite (laughs) underrated doesn't get the credit it deserves is just that tree from stanford mm-hmm. i just love that tree stanford trees though
2: yeah that was gonna be mine uh backup option would be the syracuse orange just love love a big ass orange are are you an orange or a clementine guy i don't clementine all day don't prefer either you don't like orange like orange slices i like orange flavor i don't eat oranges
1: no you never like enjoyed a nice little a nice little cutie, peel it back, a little clementine, peel it back, pop it in, nice refreshing snack. Just listen to
2: yourself out loud right now. Never enjoy a nice little cutie. Like, what are we? Like first graders? Like I I've never understood that. My wife does that all the time. Like she loves her cuties. I don't you're not gonna catch me eating some cuties today. Not gonna happen. Okay. Yeah. Notes? <laughs> right here? Sad, yeah. Okay. no i just I, I respect that opinion i like orange flavor uh like what in little elementary school soccer games when someone's mom would like have the orange slices i would take one and then i would just pop it in my mouth and just like let it sit there and then after like 15 seconds i would just take it out and discard it
1: That's so you that's, basically
0: that's, dipped orange slices that's what i'm hearing yeah,
2: yeah. i just want to i want a flavor basically you want, yeah. a, you want a fat a fat lip of orange of slice. orange <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, <laughs> all right. Thanks uh, to everybody in the comments from the Discord. We appreciate you. Join the Discord. Link is in the description. Nine ninety nine a month. Uh, let's get this Discord growing and growing and growing and growing as the season hits the stretch run. Let's get to Riley's topics today. He's got three of them. What's the first one?
0: All right. First one is college basketball superlatives and just looking at the the time and knowing when. Uh... Some of our constraints, this might be the only one we get to today, but uh, I we made can a fly list through, of... we
2: get we can go quick. Right. I believe in us. All, right. All
0: right, I made a list of superlatives, sent them to y'all ahead of time. Let's discuss them. Um, so I'll start with a with the some are fun, some are serious. This one is somewhere in the between, and uh, I'll, I'll give a preface to this one in particular was inspired by Travion Williams, um, who got benched in favor of Zach Eady. Was it last year? Was it last year when they those two played together? Or was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago. I'm getting my timelines mm-hmm. confused. But uh, Greg responded to that by calling Purdue Bencher All-American You going into um, last season, and then it turned out Zach Eady was the best player in the country. But this one, most likely preseason all-conference candidate to get benched. And this could either be because of the talent behind them or because of poor play or because of roster fit. But who is the most likely preseason all-conference candidate to get benched?
1: Mm. Ooh, great Uh, question. It's a great question, and I'm going to pick a homer pick here. And it's a little bit effective because my point guard got shot, but it would have been A.J. Hogard for me. Good pick.
2: I mean, the qualification was preseason all conference. Oh, AJ, AJ Hogarth was preseason all Big time at spartanhoops.com at no, Spartans, I don't know. Dot by, com. by the by the media. And, oh god man I can't and believe the coaches. we're still doing this. I can't believe we're still doing this. Okay. He was. Then I guess that's the answer. Like if that's if we if we qualifying AJ as he was a preseason all guy like then, a, yeah that was happy. that
1: was that was my answer. Now okay. you can say your answer. That's my answer then. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: if, if A.J. Hogarth was a preseason all-conference guy, then, yeah, he's been a disaster. He was benched, literally. So, good, good. That's a good answer. Riley, who's yours?
0: I mean, I, I got to go with Tyrese Proctor. It, he came off the bench last game, still played 27 minutes. But um not saying it's going to happen, but just even looking at how Duke went, Four and zero in his absence. Jared McCain is obviously playing like by far the best ball of the season so uh, at this point, and Caleb Foster I think gives you more offensive spurtability if you will. Like he's definitely not as consistent as Proctor, but uh, maybe you go upside there and roll with him and let Proctor get comfortable running the second unit. I mean,
1: I love the word spurtability. That will be worked into my vocab moving forward for the rest of the year. I have a new one just for
2: differentiation. Uh, I don't know that this guy was an all-conference player in the Big East or not, but Steven Ashworth deserves mention Ooh. here. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's been horrendous, and I think people expected really big things from him. That's so a good score. one. Good pull.
0: The only other one I was going to mention, this feels pretty unlikely, uh, and the goal here is to go most likely, so maybe this disqualifies him, but – is there a slight chance that Klingon comes back? Like whenever Klingon's healthy, he just comes off the bench through the remainder of the season, and they roll with Samson Johnson.
1: Ooh, I, I that thought that thought crossed my head, and I, but I didn't want to go there.
0: And with that, I wouldn't even say it's a reflection on Klingon. I think his defense has been so good this year; he hasn't made the offensive leap that I expected him to. Um, like, but I, I just wonder if there's a chance with his health concerns if it becomes more of like a 50 50 split between him and Johnson for the minutes
2: at the five I definitely could see that. that yeah I could see it too yeah I, I want to just keep rattling off names now but it's going to get disrespect like Dewan Harris was like an all-american in some circles he's been bad I think comparatively yeah, but who, do you,
1: who do you who do you put in for him for Kansas yeah well, yeah I guess he's not going to get benched that's true yeah, like you got, you you got, I, mean, I see that, but like, who's the guy who's gonna right. take over? I, I I wanted to go there with like Tyrese Hunter from Texas, but I didn't know who was gonna be the guy from Texas to like come out.
2: Remember when mm-hmm. you guys said Dylan Dessou
1: was the top power forward in the country? I'm not unhealthy. Okay, Dylan Dessou <laughs> is one of the better power forwards in the country. <laughs> yeah, I'm wild. not selling my Dylan Dylan DeSue stock yet. Either All not. right, let,
0: let's move on. Uh, this one's on the more. Uh... More serious typical superlative side. Most likely Cinderella. Which team outside of will let's exclude the Mountain West and the A ten. Um and say outside of those top seven leagues, which team's most likely to make make the second weekend?
2: Mm. Excluding the Mountain West too, because Colorado State mm. would be the answer. Um I saw. Didn't you guys had he checked Did uh like a preseason Cinderella thing? And I believe our our friend Brian Ralph had a, some good answers there. He was proud of. Yeah, events. he
0: did. There's mm-hmm. one of his. that Would be my answer right now.
1: So the it, like the parameters on this is it got to be just like an outside the top 25 team.
0: Hmm. Or outside the. I I still think it has to be it has to be a mid major, and it can't and it can't include the A10 or the Mountain West.
1: Okay uh that's tough for me because i'm not a mid-major connoisseur like that so once you get past the 810 in the mountain west i struggle
2: i got it uh, i got yeah. it uh western carolina is my answer i think that's not a mainstream answer although jeff goodman was there last night watching Fontarius willbright but uh i think most people would say james madison or maybe talk themselves into grand canyon uh i will oh. i i will take western carolina who has the best mid-major player in the country, in my opinion, in Wolbright.
1: His numbers are stupid. Got got my answer. Easy one. Indiana State. Mm, Sycamores. Good, good. Sycamores. That that offense is fun, uh, and future Michigan coach is doing great things over there. So yeah, I like I like them a lot. Like Love Avila, Swoop. They got a team full of guys that shoot forty percent from three, and they move the ball uh I'm 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 in on them and that's not just because of how they played Michigan State like if you look at any of their other games just a really fun good basketball team I don't think anyone wants to see that team in March
0: both good picks I was gonna rock with McNeese State in honor of Ralph I know Southland just an abysmal conference, Um, but they have that win over VCU. They have the win over Michigan, which would probably put them more in like the 14 seed range as opposed to like a 15 or 16 um, will Wade tournament experience and, and Shahada Wells. Another dude who was at TCU the past two seasons and has some tournament experience too. So it's good
1: picks.
2: Great picks. picks. Great picks. Great oh, picks. Okay. Hit us a couple of rapid fire ones, Riley. Give us like, I know you came up with like 50 of this, so maybe we should do a full episode of this at one point, but like give us your three funniest categories here. All right.
0: Three funniest ones. <laughs> Most likely mid season wardrobe transformation. And I I, I put the note <laughs> <laughs> Think Brandon Podzimski showing up at Santa Clara with braids.
2: <laughs> That's good. That's really, really good. Um, do you have one off the top of your head so we can think for a second?
0: I do. Um <laughs> I would be really – well, I got two actually off the top of my head. I would be so not surprised if Reed Shepard showed up like once this new semester starts with a half-sleeve in some capacity. (laughs) Like if he just spent his Christmas break cashing out on NIL checks to go get inked, that would be one. The other would be Jared McCain, like if he showed up for the second semester with – some variation of braids or cornrows that were dyed like pink or something or green or blue. Oh, definitely blue. He's definitely dying his hair blue. Like that wouldn't be surprising at all.
1: I can see that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of McCain options here. There's endless opportunity there. Uh, I think we already saw one. I just for the record, ra- Zach Eady got a tattoo midseason and that seems notable to keep an eye it on. Like seem- maybe he keeps adding to a forearm sleeve or something. Um, I also think uh, Reed Shepard was going to be mine. I think there's a chance Reed Shepard like just cuts one of those zigzags into the side Mm -hmm. of his head. Um, I don't know what that would do for Kentucky, but I think there's a chance
1: it happens. I need Zach Eady to get one tattoo for every – like after every Big Ten game. You know how Taylor Heineke, the quarterback for – I think he's on the Falcons now. He buys a pair of Jordans of the other team's color every time he beats them. I need Zach Eady to get a tat for every – Big Ten when he gets the season, and then he gets to the final game. He gets to the final four, and he just has a full sleeve on his left arm. That would be Beautiful. good. That would be sick. That would be, they would that would it be really They're good. Let's see. What else? What Klingin else?
0: Klingon wouldn't be that surprising if Klingon came back with, like, a mullet and some sort of tattoo from his injury. A mullet? Yeah, because he already has, like, he kind of has it long in the front. I'm talking, like, the, you know, let it grow a little bit in the back, shave it on the sides. Not, like, yeah. a full-on, like, redneck mullet, but, like, the Gen Z mullet.
1: Yeah, I got you. Like, parting the back, uh, cleaning the front side side mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, well, Cohen Carr already cut his hair, so that's surprising. Even though I haven't seen a picture of it, there's rumors out there. Uh, interested to see how that affects his donkey dunks. But, hmm, on the on the topic of coming back tatted, I wouldn't sleep on Cormac Ryan coming back with a forearm tat. Nothing, like, fully sleeved up something that literally just goes from wrist to middle of the elbow he'll have Mm -hmm. something maybe in like the iggy's brass dacus like snake slytherin moniker but like instead of like iggy's being like i'm a snake killer it comes out that like cormac ryan's a massive massive like slytherin harry potter fan and he just gets Mm -hmm. that on his wrist and forearm um secondly as far as haircuts Let's not sleep on Hunter just letting his hair just grow and going no cut for the rest of the season. I don't know what that turns out and looks like, but there's a world where we get to the Big 12 championship game and Hunter has like a Kyle Singler mop look going on. Mm -hmm. I I like that good pick. I think if Cormac
2: Ryan got a tattoo, it would be of like a balloon floating away out of reach. That's what I think it would be. I don't know why. But I, I seen, think
0: if he got a forearm tattoo would help his confidence and maybe he'd hit some, like be a little more reliable from three. He's been really streaky this year. Um, we can I move have on one more, one more rally. Okay, I'm sorry. Right. It's final it's final
2: one. Yeah. This, this one's actually like, I think this will happen, happen. Uh, it's also probably not very comedic in tone, sadly, but I think, uh, if Terrence Shannon returns, I think he has a totally different look, just like a start yep. fresh okay. type thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm going to bring us back into the humorous tone (laughs) and say (laughs) uh, worst allocation of NIL funds for our next superlative, which, which, which player did you hear was getting a bag this off season that you're like, Oh man, if I was donating to this program, I would want my money back.
1: Oh, this is, I mean, this is easy. You go to one program. It's Kirk Crease.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that. That that is the, that
1: is the worst allocation of NIL funds this season.
0: You could throw yeah. Jesse Edwards in there as well. I don't even know if he's played for West Virginia. Uh,
1: there's a couple of West Virginia players you could throw in there, probably.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I like the crease of call out. I wouldn't have thought of that. I my head always goes to Nick Timberlake on this, just because of opportunity cost. I think uh, mm. Kansas could have used that money on anyone in the country, like we've talked about. Could have been Dalton Connect in Kansas blue. And instead they got Nick Timberlake and he's probably getting paid handsomely to be horrible. That's crazy to me. Uh, I also feel obligated to share stories. I've been shared privately that I'm not supposed to share with this, but uh, I know from, from (laughs) you feel
1: obligated, you feel obligated to do that.
2: Well, I know from, from, for a fact from someone who actually like, who actually may work in the department that helps with this happening. That uh, Jawan Howard has no idea how to manage NIL funds. So, mm-hmm. uh, like he, there was a number that is here's your budget for the season, Jawan, and Jawan was just like, yeah, pay all my players this much now instead of like divvying it up or making it incentive based or using it to go get players that are eligible to go to the school. So I know, like, I mean, God bless him, but like, Yusuf Kyed got like a number this summer just because Jawan was like, just pay him. Like that's insane to me. Bad business.
0: All right, I'm gonna stay one more negative, then we can flip to uh, some positive ones to end on. Uh, team most in need of a players-only meeting. <sighs> this is the one. This is the one I teased because my answer was gonna be the entire Pac-12. Just like pick your, <laughs> pick your, <laughs> pick UCLA, uh, pick USC. Throw in or sprinkle some Oregon State in there just because maybe some Wazoo. Uh, but with UCLA in particular, I'm like, if they had a players only meeting, I think they might completely turn on Cronin. So they just need to hash it out with their coach. Yeah, they'd be like, same. guys,
1: guys, 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 guys. Why are we talking about fixing each other? If we all band together, he can't take us. Like that, yeah, yeah. It, it would it would be a was a coup a, a coup a coup a coup yeah. A coup. Same with Indiana. Like they need to hash it out with Woodson. Right, they'll be like, we know, we know he's, we know he has a scheduled 2 p.m. nap. We'll get him then, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, I would go, I still would go Indiana players only for honorable mention. Uh, but the other one, I think, I think I pick Creighton. Like, I think Creighton just needs like a come to a come to Creighton moment. Like, let's 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 come to the fact that we shouldn't have got those elite eight rings. We need to repent for those sins, and we need to realize that we're good.
2: I like that call. Um I'm just going to stick to teams I think have something to play for because I think players only meetings from teams that just stink are pointless. I've been a part of uh being aware that my high school teams were doing that and I'm just like guys don't waste your time. Like go play video games or something. We're it's not going to fix anything. Uh the team I think could use one is Texas A&M we've talked about how they've been a little underwhelming in non-conference nine and four. They've lost essentially all the big games that they've played minus the big comeback against Iowa state. Uh, This is a team that won what like 16 games in SEC play last year. I still think they're capable of doing it if they're healthy, but uh, I do. I would like to hear that like Wade Taylor brought the boys together and looked Henry Coleman in the eyes and was like, we're better than this, Henry. Let's go fix this.
0: Mm, Henry." I, I would throw Virginia in there they're, I think that they in some ways I'm like yeah they they're too far gone to have something to play for but they're still 11 and 3 ACC I mean it's wide open to finish in the top 4 um I don't think they can win it but they they have enough guys to like they have enough guys to be better than 127th on offense I'll put it that way
2: Yeah
0: 100%, 100%. All right well, let's fly through some like happy ones um some some actual like awards that people would want to win Bet, i we can talk best six man, best perimeter defender, and best gunner, which I think Greg will like.
2: I do like yeah. that. Mm, what no, was the sixth man gunner, and what was the third one?
0: Perimeter defender.
2: Perimeter defender.
1: Um, go ahead, Cart. Uh, perimeter defender, I'll go Lance Jones. Um, best six man, ooh. Is it cheating to pick Tyrese Proctor? Because I actually think that Tyrese Proctor would be the best six man in the country if he's coming off the bench. It's
0: up to a little bit cheating right now. Is, is that okay?
1: That's that's cheating. Just okay, he's not, that's... he's not locked in, in a bench roll yet. Okay, all right. Let's not do that then. Um oh, best Greg, you can fire off your best perimeter defender if you want.
2: Oh I don't pay attention to defense. Like what? Well, like my i would give it to Devin Carter. Providence. I like that
0: pick. I Oh, like he's that. been freaking disgusting this year it feels like he's anytime you watch a providence game if you like look away for a second and look back at the tv it feels like every time devin carter is getting a steal that, yeah, that man I, is on a mission this year i was
1: thick watching that game down the stretch though as they continue to go to josh yeah. duro when you had yeah, devin carter there yeah, just looking that really grinded my gears uh coach english um I hate that you put perimeter defender because I I could just pick defender in general. I think this award easily goes to Keshad Johnson.
0: Same. I'd go. I'd rock with you on that one.
1: Um, that was going to be my answer for the record for best defender. Do you have the best six man in head? No. In, it's got to be
0: Dillingham. I, I when even when I listed this, I forgot Dillingham comes off the bench. Dillingham or Reed are both are coming off the bench.
2: Got to be Dillingham. No, I
0: get,
2: yeah. Yeah. Got to be Dillingham. I love Dillingham
0: might also be the best gunner on that subject, but but Mm -hmm. I feel like he makes plays for others too. Like he he has some gunner. Like I would almost say Reeves is more of the gunner on that team because he has that one one for sixteen game against Kansas. Those are some gunner numbers right there.
1: Very true. That was that was special gunner numbers. Yeah, I think you got to go Dillingham. Uh, okay. The
2: the gunner to me, there's only one answer for this. I'm upset that neither of you admitted this immediately. It's Stoltz Connect. There's only one Mm -hmm. player in the country who the moment he touches the ball is like, I'm shooting the ball every time. That's all he thinks about. It's all he does, and he's great at it. He has Mm -hmm. to be by default the gunner. Um, Six man, I feel like Dillingham is by definition the best six man, but I feel like he's too good to win six man. Like That's almost an insult to Rob Dillingham. I don't want to insult a player that good. So, like shouldn't we have to give it to like a, a player that's actually kind of bad that's just good as a six man like a like a, a like
1: a six man role player like like he's trey actually... Holloman
2: like ge- genuinely mean this Trey Holloman's been fantastic this year. He's a great six man, but like it's trey Holloman,
1: you know
0: my my Homer pick is Seth Trimble, yeah, that's a good I know one. you're I know you still got some love for Seth Greg.
2: I do love Seth. You always yeah.
0: believed in them. You never wavered on him last year. Seth Trimble has been awesome this year.
2: No, I wait. I still am wavering. I don't like him, but um, <laughs> I, I mean, still it, am wavering. It was always Seth Trimble versus Doug McDaniel, and now that like that, we don't have to have that conversation anymore. Yeah, I can enjoy fair. Seth Trimble's we, little yeah, like we, we don't.
1: Like one's that. eligible, and one's not. So yeah
2: one 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 had a breakout <laughs> game with four points. That was lovely to see.
0: Okay, watch your tone. Seth <laughs> Trimble is averaging eleven and a half points over our past two games. Threw down a disgusting oh, dunk against Pit.
2: Excuse me.
0: <laughs> that My dunk God, was nasty, though.
2: That, that dunk
0: was filthy. Dunkey Doug dunk can't do good. that. Doug can't do that.
2: Doug can't do that. For the record, I've seen it. I've seen oh, it. All, okay. right. all right. All right. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kiss. Uh, you.
0: Last one, and then we can move on to the next topic. Um, best win of the year.
1: Ah. Best. Is it cheating, Bryant beating beating FAU?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't bad. Is it cheating to say the Maui Invitational? Is there one
0: specific game? Would you?
2: No, it just like the act of winning that event was the best win for
0: me. I think that's a good pick. I probably oh, yeah. roll with with FAU over at Arizona though, just like the dramatics, the theatrics, doing it in uh, was it in Phoenix? Like basically a road game, like they were chanting yeah. U of A the whole time. I was so impressed by that win. Like I thought FAU was a surefire top five team, and then they go to lose to Dunk City. But I
1: like um, that. Yeah, I, go, to, I, would, I, would, uh, I go. I would go. I would go. Honorable mention UNC at, or no? You wait. No, it wasn't at. It, it was
0: home for good. Tennessee. USC, Tennessee. Oh, yeah, the home
1: the home win against Tennessee. That was, was a great win. just like if we're talking like impressive games, mm-hmm. that game was impressive. I totally agree.
2: I was going to get there. It's a good one. All right, All let's right, do can... uh fly, two more topics. Let's fly through them, Riley. Let's do our best. All right. Uh okay, I know
0: you this was actually Greg's idea. You had a heads up on this one too. Which team could would have the best chance at a national national title without their best player? mm mm-hmm.
2: Mhm. Yeah, so this obviously comes from, like, Illinois looks great without Terrence Shannon still. And uh, I now think Illinois is my national title pick. I don't know if Riley's heard that yet, but I'm I'm standing by that. I truly believe it. Uh, part of that is I do think they'll get Shannon back, but I love this team without him as well. Let's just say, like, the the playing field was leveled across the entire sport. Every single team's best player was taken away from the team. Who's the best team in the country?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, is it cheating to say Houston since they're number one on Ken Palm still? Like, and you, it's a little. Uh, like, I think if you take LJ Crier away, they still have the infrastructure in place to be really good.
1: So we're Does calling we're calling LJ Cryer the best player on the team. I mean, who would you say? I think so. Yeah, I, I feel like it's cheating to pick Houston because there's not a surefire best player on the yeah. team. Yeah,
0: is that this is that true for Arizona too? Like, if you took. Caleb Love or Kylan Boswell away or I, actually if you took Sha Johnson away I don't know if his team is I don't think I'd take him I think he's so
1: important for what they do I would probably go UConn mm-hmm. well and we've seen them without it right Unless... yeah like that yeah like I'm I, I'd say UConn there had to be like a, a certain parameters with it one you'd have to have like something in place where like the style of play can function without the best player. And I feel like UConn is one of those teams in that category. Like they got guys that are wired to play UConn basketball and for Hurley. And I obviously we've seen it, like Greg mentioned. But yeah, I think UConn would be the answer for me. How close to the top is Illinois? Cart like I, I kind of
2: think they're up there. Oh, they're up. Oh, they're
1: up there. They're probably second choice to UConn for me.
2: The team yeah. who takes the biggest hit by far is Purdue, right? You remove Zach Edey and
1: still a good team. I was gonna, I was oh. gonna say Kansas. Oh, that's Hunter. a good one. Or Kansas
0: that's without McCuller. Kansas without
1: would... McCuller or Kansas without Dickinson. Like, I think that team is awful. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a really if you good
0: took one. Away, if you took away Hunter, McCuller might give them enough pop from the perimeter to keep them afloat and just slide uh, KJ Adams down to the five, put Furphy at the four. Like, it's, <laughs> it's bad, but they can probably be like a 10 seed still.
1: Yeah, true. Without McCuller, it'd be bad. Without McCuller, it'd be a repeat of Michigan. Yeah.
0: I think McCuller is more important than Dickinson.
1: I was gonna
2: throw Duke out, but it would be Flip, not Proctor. But I was gonna say we've already seen them get better without their best player, so I guess
0: that's not true. If you took Flip out, that team would be awful. Yeah, they like fall off a cliff without him on defense.
2: Uh, I here's one I think actually there's a really good argument for who's the best player on Kentucky.
0: Yeah, that was the one that I had in mind too. Like if you took Dillingham away, I still think they'd have a good shot to win the title.
2: They'd be nasty. True. And I think a lot of other people wouldn't even say Dillingham's the best player. Like, to, people mm-hmm. might try and point you to Antonio Reeves, and I think you could remove Reeves, and they're fine. They don't miss a beat. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah.
2: I think that's my answer after talking it through. Kentucky. Or,
1: uh, you know, we don't got to expand on it, but also if we remove Baycott from North Carolina, I think they would still be fine.
2: Mm. Exactly.
1: I don't.
0: I think right. they couldn't. They wouldn't be able to get stop.
1: They already struggle to get stops.
0: Well, they've been playing better defense recently. But he is so integral to what they do on defense. That man was. He was the the anchor against Pitt. I know you're going to make some Pitt jokes. They're a bunch of losers, <laughs> fake tough guys. But he was so good in that game. Hey, Greg,
1: um, Greg, Greg, Greg is the anchor against
2: Pitt. It's it's not that they're losers or <laughs> fake tough guys. It's that they're Pitt Riley. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Pitt. That's what we're talking about. Uh, which which of our three teams do you think gets better or worse? With our three people leaving. Like if, if Carter leaves, what happens to Michigan State? If if I leave? Yeah, like if you disappear. Not saying you're
1: like if our team's best players, like if my team lost Tyson, your team lost Doug McDaniel.
2: No, I I'm talking you. Like not and of course, not saying like you're gonna disappear or anything, but like if you did, you know.
0: If Carter disappeared, I think there would be I think DK would have like full control of the Michigan
1: State narrative the fan very energy. true i'm very integral not to toot my own my own spartan horn i'm very integral to the michigan state fan base
0: and i think cart balances dk out some and doesn't just let him have blind faith in carson cooper
1: yeah and then he gives me and then he you know he, he reciprocates yeah, yeah he makes you be more positive yeah yeah. okay
2: so you're integral that's noted uh what would happen you're, integral, not...
1: you're integral because you're the only one greg
2: Yeah. Well, I I was going to say I don't make a difference whatsoever because nobody cares, but I think Jawan Howard would be held less outwardly accountable. I think I'm the only one yelling about that right now. So uh, what happens in North Carolina if Riley disappears?
1: I mean, Riley's going to hate this answer. Riley's special. I love Riley. There are probably – archetype type people hundreds of rileys in the north carolina fan base <laughs> that's insane man that's insane. I'm, i I love the kid i do he's he's special he mm-hmm. he he does separate himself but if i'm a couple you know if i'm a couple of north carolina ipa hazy ale whatever the the <laughs> roof is not the ceiling drafts deep i might confuse riley for somebody
0: Oh, I thought you were saying there's a lot of IPA drinking uh, bluffs, vacationing. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Occasion males in the UNC yeah. fan base. So yeah, yes. that's what I'm, that's I see what I'm the saying. point. I'm not slighted by it. I see the point.
2: Yeah. Don't take it to heart.
0: Greg, do you, do we want to do one big thing or do we want to hit my last? Uh, hit Your
2: last topic. Third topic.
0: All right. I know I'm just, I'm trying to be conscientious of Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a working man. Um, This last topic was sort of based on your conference rankings. Uh, from yesterday's show, is any conference good? I'm looking at the Bratrick Matrix right now that has all the bracketology in that, and we're we're looking at a five bid Mountain West, which like no slight to the Mountain West, other than like before San Diego State, they really struggled to win conference games. Five Big East teams, five ACC teams, and even like I love the ACC. I went to bat for the ACC last year is not that bad. They're bad this year. Three Pac-12 teams, which seems generous, and the seven big 10 teams, which seems really generous. Like they got to give these bids to someone though. And I just think every conference is kind of cooked. Like there might be two good teams in each conference. I don't hate that.
1: I don't hate that. But also I had to come to Mark Emmerich moment earlier in earlier this year. And I needed to realize that this is what college basketball is. Like, you have to take that this is what college basketball is. I think we we put college basketball on way too high of a pedestal Um, when we're watching 18- to 24-year-old kids now play. Like, at, this, at a certain point, I had to take a step back and realize that, like, I can't expect a bunch of teams to be great or a, a conference to be amazing because that, if it was, it wouldn't be college basketball.
0: I like that take. I just – I wish it would – I think for my team's sake, playing in the the bad ACC, I wish that was more the narrative. Like I think the Big Ten is almost as weak as the ACC, but because we have Louisville, like we get lambasted more. Big East hasn't exactly been lighting it up. Um, maybe the correct take is, yeah, you're just going to see a lot of bozos every year because it's yeah. 18 to 24-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, it's part of it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, college basketball's supposed to be bad, I think, and Cart said it much more elegantly than I did. But that's like that's part of the whole game, and that's part of why March Madness is crazy. Is like good teams play bad because they get scared in the moment, and bad teams are still bad. But sometimes a bad team can be good for forty minutes. So, yeah, I uh, I'm kind of sad because I do think like comparatively, just in our conference in the Big Ten. um Like it felt like the early 2010s were like a golden era. Like the talent that was in the conference. We had like multiple national player of the years. We had hall of fame level coaches at five different schools. We had like freshmen come in and out like Melo Trimble, D'Angelo Russell, who were like superstars immediately. And all of that just went away. Like the best freshman in the big 10 this year is like Owen Freeman at Iowa. It's sad to just say it out loud. Like everyone who was supposed to be good, isn't good and Purdue, thank god for Purdue. Without Purdue, we would basically be like, I don't even know what, like the Mountain West. So, I'm um, yeah, I don't know. I I've come to terms with it though. Like you guys are both saying, like uh I do think there's two good teams in every league. Maybe three in the SEC, maybe three in the Big 12. But mostly two in every league and then everything else is just like mediocre. Yeah.
0: Like even the big 12, this is the last thing I'll say on that. Like looking at the like bracket matrix, two of those projected tournament teams are Iowa state and BYU who like, I know BYU, the BYU that San Diego state win is uh clock double overtime for them right now. Cause outside from them, neither them or Iowa state has beaten anyone with a pulse. And it's like, I get it's the big 12. Um, I think Iowa state's AD said something along the lines of like, or maybe it was someone even on the coaching staff that said they've like learned how to juice the metrics and they schedule accordingly. Oh, which maybe more teams need to do that but yeah that's that awesome. that's what leads to to me and Carter last night talking about Clemson and Miami saying that Kim Pom's algorithm is cooked yeah. <laughs> saying that he he's Patrick Ewing on the magic like something <laughs> needs to be changed like if your non-conference strength of schedule is sub 200 you can't like Kim Pom just needs to factor that in and like not let you in his top 10 whatever you got to do or top 15 please like I'm begging you Mr. Pomroy
2: for sure <laughs> Every good institution needs a metrics juicer, by the way. I just want that known in all yeah. fields. It's just a it's just a fact. okay. All right, fun topics today, Riley. appreciate you. Let's do our one big thing presented by Bigby as our featured guest, Riley. You can go first.
0: All right. I got a little New Year's resolution uh, diet tip for all for all the lads out there trying to trying to get a little more fit. uh tahini, really underrated condiment makes make a little salad dressing out of it you know it's it's like uh i want to say it's it's crushed sesame seeds uh just roast up some vegetable vegetables whether it's like broccoli sweet potatoes onions throw it over some quinoa drizzle with some tahini mix a little lemon juice fire super food healthy get your year started right
1: that's a great tip riley big tahini fan this way by the way so we're 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 like this we're locked in on that twin Um, I'll go next because mine's on the same kind of resolution tip. It's not my resolution, but I have a challenge for everyone out there. This is not the year of uplift your friends and yes, man, them. This is the year to put everyone around you down and see who responds. Okay. And I, I want people to do that with me. I'm not accepting any compliment. I'm accepting. I want all negativity this year because I want to see how I react. Mm. So I'm pushing for not more negativity, but maybe less yes men in the world. Hmm. Put your friend down a couple of times a week. You don't have to, you don't, you don't got to uplift them every time you speak to him. Hmm. Does that apply to
2: Riley and I as fathers? Like, am I supposed to be putting my daughter down when I interact with her?
1: I mean, you know how I feel parenting style. We already had the sugar cookie incident. Um, I, I mean, you definitely want to mix in like a hug and I love you son with the like, you know also tighten up okay all right
2: noted riley you going to take that to heart with uh theo probably not He's <laughs> probably not okay. three months probably.
0: old can i still give him a lot of uh encouragement <laughs>
2: yeah yeah okay all right card i uh i love and respect that that's a, a great sentiment to end the show on uh my one big thing is just a series of compliments to carter elliott car you look really great with that hat on backwards That shirt is really your color. I really like the red. You should wear that every day. Uh, Your men's league tape I've been watching lately, genuinely, it feels like you've been in the gym. Like, your bag work in the post has been stupid. That backdrop in the basement that you're in right now looks so good. Like, I I don't know how you, like, flipped up the vibes, but it, it looks professional. Did you get taller? This has been the Sleepers Podcast. Happy Riley Friday. Uh, We'll see you next week.